previously on Just Cow in the City. Hey, just mind your own business. Go back in there. Am I wrong on this? If you're, if I'm wrong, please let me know. I obviously, you know who my friends who I started with: David Tell, Sarah, Louis Z.K., Mark Mar, John Stewart, and then you left behind the jerks that you knew were gonna suck. For some reason, I'm still in. I look like a Mark Levine, and I'm still the first person there. Think of the comments we were making. She would get up and leave. The life we lead continues to push on. We've all had a rotten day, so what's Just Gal gonna say? He hopes to take a moment of your time. To make you feel much better when you hear about his day. Little magic power makes your problems seem okay. If you're looking for action and nothing that's new, just go in the city is the podcast for you. If you like listening to things that no one else would do. Just Cow in the City is the podcast for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Cow in the City. Nice to see everybody today on January 3-0, the end of January. That was a quick 2024. We made it through the first month really quickly. It certainly seems that way, doesn't it? We move into February and just have some really good times Nice to be here today in a very rainy, foggy, cloudy New York City, but temperatures are up. I love talking about the weather at the beginning of the uh, podcast. I don't know why. I think it has something to do with the movie Quiz Show, and go figure that out. But as we all know, my life does revolve around the movies that I have memorized in my head, which is finally paying off financially. The useless knowledge that's in my head. I'm just going to become a teacher of nonsense that is what i do to fill up other kids heads with the useless knowledge that i know so that that is how my legacy will carry on since i don't have children of my own i will fill kids i don't know's heads <laughs> with the knowledge so they they can pass on why porkies is an important film in the 80s uh, to their own children <laughs> and so be it Great to be here today. Great to be with you. I'm excited to tell you. I, I didn't really do that much this week. I'm trying to keep it chill. <laughs> Is that what the kids are saying? Because, I don't know, I have so much to do. I have to kind of go home and work on whether it be the classes or the book or... I don't Now I have multiple classes. Remember, I'm, I'm going to teach that Broadway class now. And I think I just got another job at the Montclair Film Festival that they want me to do a class for them, which is great because it's all actually paying. It's a, this is more than what I've ever done in comedy. This is a, <laughs> what, I don't know what happened all these years. You know, maybe I can figure everything out and get out of this uh, horrible mess I put myself into after COVID that a lot of people have problems with. But, you know, also, uh, speaking of technology here, I got, a, I got a, a board I've been using 
I don't know, since the first time I did the podcast, and I think it's old. And tomorrow I'm having Paul, Lauren, and Alan over my house in person, and we're going to record a live Billy Joel thing. Well, alive for us because we're all together live, no Zooming or anything, because we were together and we want to take advantage of it because I'm going to go see Paul Lauren right across the street from my house tomorrow, which, of course, you'll hear about next week, which is really exciting. I'm so glad I know about this. I can't believe the guy was performing next door for all these years and I didn't know about it. Anyway, I got to get a new mixing board. A much, you know, I guess a, they make these really small boards and stuff so I can have people on. I, but it's like I don't have people on anymore, so do I even need I mean, I need a board for myself, but I, I got to figure out something if I want to do good quality sounding podcasts with other people so hopefully hopefully everything will work tomorrow it's not very pricey to get a little mixing board remember i used to do sound effects all the time now i don't know whether they i mean do they still work hello testing testing no hello 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 Wait, wait, remember? remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, used I used to do, to do all, all these facts because this, this board was fun. What? Hey, hello. What? I'm in a room. Oh, I'm in a room. Oh, 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 no. I do my Robin Williams invitation. Hello. Hello, testing. Yeah, you have all these. Great. Well, those all sound the same. But here's a... Here. Oh, oh. I don't know why I'm going into Robin Williams when I'm in this room. Hello. It's nice to be here, everybody. I got a... There's a... It's not a lot of fun. Is there anything exciting about just... Is it just an echo? That's all you guys have? I'm going through all the... That's nothing. Well, wait. This is actually... Hello. This is David Jaskow. I am coming to you from the planet Mars. It is nice to see everyone again. I haven't used these effects in a really long time. Hey, nice to be here, everybody. Talking to you on the 1930s radio station. It's great to be here. I fall in love with you, my friend. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I just sometimes singing is talking like this. Now, now I'm doing, doing something, something from Elf. Elf. Well, anyway, that's the fun of the special effects gag. So I guess it does work. I, I guess I just haven't used it for such a long time. What a fun board. So, I, you know, you, you don't want to give that up, and yet, when have I ever used that in a long time? So I forgot it existed. Fun times, played around with the board, so it's a good day to do it. Well, I'll tell you, last night, or yesterday, I taught my second class, and I gave them my, the 80s in a nutshell presentation, a two-hour PowerPoint presentation on the 80s. It took me a long time to put together, as all the classes do, and I have... At first, all day, I've been going around, I'm like, I, I drove home yesterday going like, well, that sucked. I think they hated it. And then I got a wonderful email from one of the students today saying, oh, my God, Professor, that was great yesterday. I learned so much about history, and I laughed. And I'm like, thank you so much for writing. I just cannot tell because unfortunately, as a comedian, and I've mentioned this before, I'm looking at the one guy in the back who's making no expressions, and I'm like, he hates this class. He hates this class. But I don't know this for a fact. It's possible, like, again, he's like Dory, and, you know, I'm like, hey, are you having a good time? Yeah. Can you tell your face? Because it's it's just coming from a comedy world. You focus on the person that's not laughing. It's the Dave Navarro thing all over again. I question everything, but I got that really great email that made me feel really good because you know, I obviously put a lot of time into it, and I want the kids to learn something and 
be amused. So, I mean, I am an entertainer. Uh, now I can't remember the rest of the Billy Joel song. Uh, but anyway, that. so I also gave a quiz today, which you now put online, and the kids can just do it online. You don't have to give it out or anything. It doesn't come back in paper. It's really easy on this Canvas site. But I'm, I have a lot of problems because I don't know how to work the site because I'm old. And... I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing. So I made this quiz and I put it together. And then she's like, a couple of questions on the quiz. First of all, it says there's 28 questions. When they're said it only goes up to 14. I'm like, oh, thank you for telling me that. I think I know how to fix it. I don't know what I was doing. And then apparently one of the fill in the blank questions, somebody put in something and then it was supposed to be, or you could have two possible answers, but I didn't know I could put two possible answers. So I changed it so you can put two possible answers. But it was good that somebody alerted me to this because I was very worried. Most of it's multiple choice questions. In fact, I can I can pretty much tell you the questions if you're interested. I mean, they're kind of funny. I wonder if you'd get them. Should I tell you? Do you want to know? There's only 14 questions. I don't know. Is it too time consuming? No, you guys will love it because you liked the 80s thing or something. Now, do I tell you this because I'm also going to give you the answers? Well, you'll figure out the answers, I guess. But I can't imagine any students are listening to this, and quite frankly, if they are, and it comes out Tuesday and they got to finish the test by Wednesday, extra credit for listening to the show. No? <laughs> right? All right, I'll give you the questions. I'm just going to assume you're interested. I mean, you're going to love these questions. What is commonly known as the main cause of World War I? And you're like, what? What the hell kind of class is this? But it's true. Babe Ruth gets traded to the Yankees, the Mexican Revolution, Hitler's rise to power, or the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. But you got to figure it out on your own. Question two. On what platform did Woodrow Wilson win his second term? Admitting Alaska to be the 49th state, keeping America out of the war, can't we all get along, and a chicken in every pot? Huh? Good stuff, right? Question three. What were one of the three states in America Germany promised Mexico they could have if they helped Germany fight the United States? That's a fill-in-the-blank one. I'm not giving you the answers. you got to figure it out yourself. You can uh, Instagram me and tell me if you're, you're confused on one. What era came out of World War I? The 23's Cadoos, the Flapping 20's, the Age of the Gatsby's, the Roaring 20's. Do you know how difficult it is to come up with the other ones? It's, it's, it's not as easy as you'd think. Question five. What event sparked the U.S. entering World War II? Attack on Pearl Harbor, Franklin Roosevelt elected for a third term, Eleanor Roosevelt's attitude, the Great Depression. Question six is worth 10 points because I don't really know why, but this was a good one, right? Who were the reporters who broke the Watergate scandal which led to Nixon's resignation? Woodward and Bernstein, Cooper and Vanderbilt, Tango and Cash, and I have a fourth one, but it didn't print out. <laughs> remember what it was. And question seven which president led a botched rescue attempt to free the hostages in Iran? Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Franklin Roosevelt. Now you're asking, well, what does this have to do with the 80s? It has nothing to do with the 80s. I was giving them a history of how something like the 80s happens. Do you want me to go on or should I just quit? That's the halfway point. It went pretty fast. Should I continue? I'll continue. Question A, what was the second video played on MTV? Video killed the radio star. You better run. History never repeats. You better, you bet. Question nine. On which soap opera did Luke and Laura get married? One Life to Live, All My Children, Days of Our Lives, or General Hospital? Question ten. 
Why was New York Mets first baseman and Seinfeld star Keith Hernandez so bummed he had to play a 17-inning game in Houston in 1986? Now, this is a classic. You had to have been listening to the class for this one. He had reservations at a restaurant. He was late for a date. His garage was closing at midnight. They ran out of beer in the dugout. You got to figure all this stuff out. Question 11. What was the name of the Chicago Bears music video in 1985? The Shuffling Crew, the Bears Bop, the Super Bowl Shuffle, or the Breaking Bears? Question 12. What show did ABC put on to compete with the Cosby Show? The A-Team, the Wizard, the Charmings, Mr. T and Tina. Question 13. Which 80s androgynous singer was featured helping out with the mission in an episode of the television program, The (laughs) A-Team? You got to figure that one out for yourself. And question 14, worth 10 points. What was Vicky in the television show, Small Wonder? (laughs) You had to have been, I mean, these are all questions you can look up online. That's why I'm like, listen, you, you rotten kids, you can look all this stuff up online. But there's a couple that you had to have been listening. There's like three where you have to have been listening to the lecture. The rest of the stuff you can obviously look up, but there's like two or three in there that if you weren't listening to the lecture, you will not find online. So that is the way you have to... I mean, these days, what are you supposed to do? How do you make a quiz? How do you even make a math quiz these days? I mean, it is so easy. I mean, if you're putting what is 24 divided by 7... And you're, well, I guess the, the way to do it is to have the quiz in class. But no one wants to do that anymore, and I don't want to be sitting there watching them take... It's just stupid. So, I mean, it's just not necessary. So if you put in three three questions that there's no way they can get online, then there you go. Plus, you know, if they're doing the research and going online, for me, that takes effort too, and that makes sense. At least they're doing something to do a little bit of research, even though it couldn't be easier on Google... There you have a little homework assignment. What do you think? And then I got to come up with next uh, next week for 1980-81 in the movies, and then 82-83, and then um, you know, we have other stuff going on. So that's what I did yesterday. First, I went to Rhoda's, and, it was, I, and the cleaning lady was here, so I had to wear a suit because my pants were in the laundry. So I wore a nice suit. And once in a while, I like to dress up like an actual professor, but I still looked fat. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> it's funny that I keep saying there's nothing I can do about that, which, of course, there's completely something I can do about that. But food is so delicious. Anyway, then, of course, it was raining. You know how I hate that. On my day off where I get to drive and be free, even though it's on the goddamn New Jersey Turnpike, stupid rain. But it wasn't like a horrible driving rain, so it wasn't the worst. Day. And it was warm. So Beth and I went down to Rhoda's, and they were like, all right, Rhoda. Now, who do you want for this party? And, we're, and then she's just make a face, right, for the, her 90th birthday. And we go, all right, look, you don't have to have the party. And she's like, well, well yeah, yeah. And so then it's really confusing because then we're like, why don't we just have some people over your house? And then she's like, well, I should invite this person. Then it turns into 30 people. And we're like, no. And what I say she should do is just have, like, Liza bring all her 23 or 24-year-old friends and then Rhoda would be the hippest person, you know, invite like two people from the place, and then it's just full of kids, and you're like, wow, Rhoda's very hip. Obviously, that's what I'm going to have when I'm 90. I'm going to have a bunch of 20-year-old kids there. You know it. You know it's true. Wow, Jessica, that uh, old man Jessica is very hip. (laughs) 
So she's so annoying because she just won't be honest. And that is the issue with everything when it comes to Rhoda. We cannot get a straight answer out of this woman. And it is really tough. And why anybody, again, would want to celebrate a milestone, I don't know. I think it's stupid. I say you go for either 89 or 91. Thing I remember what I'm going to do is like, yeah, when I turn 90, I'm going to be like, all right, this is my last chance to seriously party. I am going to go for it all. But it's never the last chance. You've got to party. People, remember, as my friend Aaron always says, don't forget to party. Because sometimes you forget. You forget how important partying is. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. So my friend Evan couldn't come out. And, you know, it's been more difficult because now we can't meet till about 9 o'clock, even though I did get out early yesterday. And then, of course, I, I let them go early because we didn't take a break. So we got out around 7.40. And then, of course, I immediately went upstairs and saw, like, the head of the department and uh, <laughs> didn't think about it until I later. I'm like, huh. I wonder if she realized I let the class out early, but I think everybody did. I mean, the class was over. I said everything I had to say, and it was done. So, uh, and they have homework, so that's fine. I know she doesn't care, but she's really nice. They were doing some sort of mentorship or something that, you know, will never help these kids. You know, you know, when these college, when they tell you how to find work, you know, maybe it helps two people. Otherwise... You just never know where your life is headed, and you know not everybody can get somebody a job, so it's really confused. It must be very difficult. I mean, it is very difficult. I, I mean, is it that difficult these days? I mean, I guess it is, but it certainly was difficult when I got out of school. I had to, you know, you had to go to every place. There was no way to get in contact with anybody unless you sent a letter. And who knows if they ever read it? I mean, at least you just send an email. How quick is that and easy if you actually get to somebody? Then you, or you just had to stop by. I mean... It seems so much easier to get a job these days, let alone these kids are so good at just working social media. They can actually make money from just sitting at home by opening boxes from Amazon, which I think Amazon pays you for if you do a video and write a product review. There's lots of ways to, I guess, make a couple of bucks if you're not, and probably even more that, you know, you just have to be smart and have patience. And nobody has patience anymore, except your pal Dave Jaskow. He has a lot of patience. I have a lot of patience uh, for watching television. I have a lot of patience for it. I've, uh, those, those are called uh, weekdays for me. When, no, actually, weekends, I guess, when I, when I usually finish work on Saturdays at 4 o'clock, it's just I'm in front of the TV until midnight and probably longer than that. It's awful. Then I'm like, geez, I really should be doing something. And then you know, what are you going to do? I worked all day, right? So for me, Saturday is like a, like a Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do? So we went to this place, Maggie's, where the waitress was, I don't know, weird. She was uh, maybe Russian. And she's like, uh, what kind of beer do you have? I will get the menu. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm like, why didn't you just bring it over with, because I did not know you were going to drink the beer list. And then I go, uh, listen, do you have anything that's like, because obviously the beer menu suck. You know what? I, IPAs are not for me. I think it's possible, but I'm not sure, and I got to test it. I might be allergic to IPAs because yesterday I had no stomach issues, which is a miracle. I went down to my mother's. It was raining. 
you know how stressed I get that I got to go to class. But I was so prepared for class that maybe it wasn't stressing me. And I've done this before. So everything was okay. But we ate at my mother's. I had a grilled cheese. That's just asking for trouble, right? Because I definitely have some form of lactose intolerant, I guess. Although I had no problems. And I was feeling okay. I got to the school and I, you know, no problems in the car. And normally this is when I get, I had some coffee. I had three cups of coffee that day. No stomach issues. No stomach issues through class. Although I was sweating at one point because my computer conked out. And then I'm like, come on, one of you kids get up here and fix this. I was, yeah, this girl came up to fix it. I'm like, Allie, what's the matter with you? Because <laughs> my, I guess the PowerPoint was so full of video and chock full. It's like the computer isn't big enough for it. I, I messed up some. Anyway, it doesn't matter. After class, you know, a couple people come up and then they hang out and, um, you know, I, and then my nephew walks me to my car, which was very nice because it was a nice night, actually. And I said, I could drive you back. He's like, no, it's a nice night. I didn't realize you had to park so far. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm not a full time professor. They make me park really far, <laughs> pretty much as far as the kids have to park. But, you know, I love walking to that car. I love walking on campus. It's exciting, you know. So no stomach issues, and then uh, just hanging around. Then we went to the place, and as soon and I was just sitting by myself waiting for my friend Glenn. And as soon as I ordered the beer and drank a sip, I had diarrhea, like instantaneously. I'm like, I'm going to pretend that it's not happening because it's got to be something in my head because it just doesn't add up. I don't like IPAs. You know, I like the amber. I guess I don't like IPAs. I don't know what's in it. I don't know the difference. I don't really even know what an IPA is. But I'm pretty sure it affects my stomach because I just don't like it. And I can picture it affecting me. But I mean, instantaneously, it affected my stomach. But I drank it anyway. And then I ordered like a pizza. They had a thin crust pizza, which you know I like. And it was stuffed with everything. And it was pretty good. I don't think the food's there so perfect, but it's just bar food, and I love it, and they were open late enough that I can go there every week and be completely fine. In fact, I'll, I'll show you the picture. It looks like, what does it look like? What did I say it looked like to Glenn? Um, oh, it, it looked like the, the, the restaurant at Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Uh, anything else? Two more Cokes? Two more Cokes. You want another Coke? Yeah, two more Cokes? It looks just like that place. You know, it looks cozy and maybe a hunting lodge or something. But I, I like it, you know, because we don't have to sit at the bar watching TV anymore because it's not football season. So we don't have to watch Thursday Night Football. And it was kind of enjoyable. But yeah, I got stomachache right away. Then I was eating and I was fine. Uh, so I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, how do you explain taking one sip and all of a sudden having a stomachache? It's got to be the IPA. But I got what I got to do is find out if... You know, like a regular Sam Adams. If I could find one anywhere, they had a Sam Adams cold snap. The fuck is the matter with these people? They have no other amber kind of beer. Am I the only one that likes it? What the fuck? Then a yingling, not interested. So I don't know. Maybe it's just beer that I'm allergic to or something. Although, you know, I do love beer. I, I don't know. I don't. I can't figure it out, but I, I need to. I'm pretty sure IPA makes me sick whatever the fuck that is, but they just don't offer a lot of things on draft that are normal. It's something I got to think about. How do you explain that all of a sudden it just happened after a full day like that? Or maybe, I mean, I wasn't nervous when I was there. I was finally relaxed. So I don't know. Ugh. Sick of it. Sick of diarrhea. <laughs> but I do love talking about it. I don't know why. 
I, I think I was talking about it. I went to the dentist on Wednesday and I was talking about it. I'm like, you know, let me tell you about diarrhea. And um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was just talking about stress and the way it works because I think my hygienist had a problem. Like, you know, half of that is stress. It's the stress. Stress causes all this stuff. And I love talking about it. But that's why, how can you explain that? It's the end of the night. I was not stressed. That's my relaxing part, having a drink with my boys and having a good time. Now, next week, Evan's got a plan for us at some pizza place that's supposed to be extraordinary. Believe me, I will rip him a new one if it is not, I don't know, the best pizza I've ever had because I hate going out for pizza. The fact that I had a bar pie pizza last night at a place is unbelievable because I usually do not like getting pizza at a bar. I like getting pizza at a regular pizza place. So he's made a reservation for us already, so we'll see. The week after that, I think I'm going to invite my nephew because he's 21 now and he can hang out. And he's got his own car, so I don't have to drive him home. Although that wouldn't be a problem either. So anyway, you know, I do love going out, but it's more difficult now because, I mean, I know we got out early, but, you know, maybe I can't be anywhere till about 8.45, sometimes 8.30 if we get out early. But that's, you know, I mean, that's all I've been complaining about on this podcast since COVID happened. It's impossible to find a place open after. And now we're in Jersey. But fortunately, Glenn wants to go to that place where I know is open, where they have that amazing shepherd's pie in uh, East Rutherford. Not Rutherford, because that's a dry town. East Rutherford, which is fine for me, because that's on my way home. And I didn't stop in the Meadowlands on the way home. I can't believe how I've been able to curtail my gambling problem by not stopping. You know how difficult it is? Very difficult. I'm like, no, 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 not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It's very difficult. It's very, very proud of myself. Are you sure there's nothing else I can bring you? Do you want another Coke? Um, okay. Two more Cokes? Two more Cokes. You know, on Saturday, I had the worst thing happen. And yet, if you're Jewish, the best thing happened. I was wearing a, a hat and a coat. It was really cold Saturday. And I went to the Dunkin' Donuts as usual. I, I got the, uh, I was at the cash register. It's a guy I'd never seen before. And on the cash register, it said, senior discount. And I'm like, wow. That, you know, that happened at the cider place where they're just like, and with the senior discount, uh, he just put it up. And I didn't even know Dunkin' Donuts offered a senior discount. I don't know whether they do. I don't know whether they got the cash register wrong or whether it was up there, but I definitely saw it. It said senior discount. It was like 50 cents off. I didn't say anything. He didn't ask anything. I just saw it on the cash register. I'm like, wow, that this is the worst day of my life. And yet, of course, you know, again, as a, as a Jew, the best day ever. Because no matter what happens, you know, we prefer a discount. We're always looking for a bargain. But so I went home and I told the doorman and he was laughing. He's like my age. So he was laughing and not laughing at the same time. And then I looked in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you know, I do look old with this hat. I do look, I don't feel I look old. I mean, I know I look old, but I don't, I, I think without, I don't know. With the hair, It's like, I guess, you know, my eyes were puffy because I had just woken up and stuff like that. And I guess. I don't know, you know, I, I, how could I not look at myself and see what this guy was seeing? And, I'm, you know, not, I, when I look in the mirror, I, I never think, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so old. It just, I don't think that way, even with the gray hair or whatever. But, you know, you, you don't think about it until somebody gives you the senior discount without asking, and then you have to look at yourself. And I'm like, well, with the hat on, 
there is something to it. I'll try and take a picture of myself with the hat on maybe this Saturday, uh, even though it's going to be warm, and see if that, see what, uh, you know, if it comes out where I definitely look different. It's because I guess you're only looking at your face and then you're not the whole picture with that uh, ski. Not a, well, maybe I look that way with a, a baseball cap too. I don't know. Yay. <laughs> and then I ended up making chili for dinner, a little turkey chili action. And that was fun. You know, it's always fun. You know, what am I doing on Saturday? I mean, most people go, now this Saturday I'm going out. This Saturday I'm going to see Paul Lauren, go with my friend Laura, and I'm going for my friend Bob. Bob's sister was supposed to come, but she can't make it, so now it's just the three of us. But still, should be a great time. So I have something to do Saturday night. Meanwhile, I'm also having the boys here. So I got a big Saturday. I got to work. Then we got to do the podcast. Then I'm going to go out. And then Sunday, I got nothing. I'm just going to watch championship games. It's going to be awesome. Even though I feel like I should go out for them. But no, I'll wait to go out for the Super Bowl, I think. Because Catalina will be here. We got to do something. Although she's not going to care if we watch the Super Bowl at my house. But it does seem like, well, you're in America. It's like it's like if there was the soccer final and we were in, and I went and we did the opposite. And I was in Chile and, and, and we just stayed watching it at home. When Wouldn't you want to be where people actually care about soccer? At a place where people care, people give a shit and like see how fascinating it is. Like, really? You guys really give a shit uh, about this stuff? It's so funny. Americans just don't care. I mean, some do, but they're weird. Football rules. And remember, my show's going to be on just before the Super Bowl. So maybe I can go. If I go to, was it Baker Street or whatever it's called now, they'll probably put the show on for me because I know the guy that owns it and the bartender. So that could be super fun. And get there around 5 o'clock. Why wouldn't I? Super Bowl starts at 6.30. The show goes from 5 to 6. 5 to 6. They put that on, at least on one TV. I get to see me. I get to watch the show. We drink a little. Then the thing starts. It's going to be beautiful. Super Bowl Sunday. What? Mom, Kevin's in the bedroom doing Hail Marys in his underwear. You put some pants on when you're doing Hail Marys. <laughs> And not those tight pants you put your big pants on. <laughs> Going around with tight pants on. Who needs to be looking at that package? <laughs> you get upstairs right now and put those big pants on. We're big pant people. <laughs> the Peterkins are coming over any minute and you've got tight pants on. So on Monday, when I go to work, I'm looking for my black pants in the closet and I can't find them. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. They should have been here a month ago. So I used my blue ones again. I got blue and black. I used the blue ones. I'm like, this is really pissed me off. I looked through the entire, like my cleaning lady took off all the plastic so I'm able to see everything now. And I'm looking for them. I'm like, where could they possibly be? I, I got to go to the dry cleaners and give them a piece of my mind. It should have been here a month ago. But some stuff, I never look, you know, to see if anything's back. So I got to give them a, a new talk, but I'm ne- I'm not going to be back in time by the time they're closing. Now I got to wait till Tuesday to really let them have it. So because Monday I ended up walking home, even though I had worked, I'm like, I've got to walk home. I've got to, I need to walk. You know, I bike there and I, oh, I, uh, my sister got me the um, video glasses. So I did videotape my trip on Monday on the bike. It was freezing you know, I had the hat on and stuff, so it was like it was a little uncomfortable, and it came out okay. They're not great glasses, but I think I can get a better depiction of the trip. Also, it's really funny. These glasses 
have a Bluetooth in them. So I listen to Howard Stern on the way down and you can hear the entire show on the thing, which I'll probably take off and put music in when I show it to you guys. But it's really funny that as I'm writing, they're actually talking about Ronnie's new glasses on the show while I'm using my glasses to film. So that was funny. And it's just funny that you can hear the show while I'm riding. It's really weird. But, you know, I need I need to just keep my... It's difficult because it follows my head movement, as I guess a GoPro would. So sometimes I have to look to the right, see if anybody's coming. But I want to keep a steady stream, so I have to always tilt my head differently and stuff. But there was too much reflection of the sun and stuff. I don't think it was... I'm going to get it right, and then you'll see this unbelievable trip. Uh, you know, and there wasn't any action because it was so cold that I was the only one there. You know, you got to see all the other cyclists and the douchebaggery and the people walking in. And believe me, it's even worse when I do it to go home once I have to go through town. You'll see all of this when uh, sooner or later. But now I got it figured out. I see how they work. They work well. Everything is going to be great. It's to be continued. So I walk home and I... Uh, catch up with Vincent who works at the Bowery Hotel and he's like uh, just stop by on your way because it's right on my way and I love taking a break from my five mile walk so I sat down with him and he just bought me a pot of hot chocolate and I hadn't told him about the hot cocoa bomb or anything he just bought me I'm like oh my god great and it wasn't very good but we were talking about that and then I told him about the hot cocoa bomb and he was like really and um, I'm like you know because I'm kind of obsessed with it it was fun having hot cocoa (laughs) on the way home and just taking a break and talking for a little bit. It was really cold too, but I didn't care because while I was walking, I mean, in fact, when I got home, I was dripping sweat uh, because I had my coat on and everything. And then, you know, I walked five miles. So I was like really sweaty. I mean, not, you know, underneath my coat. So obviously I wasn't cold and I probably could have gotten sick if I had stayed out and wasn't able to undress afterwards. But it was really fun. Now, on Wednesday, Joe needed my apartment again to get a massage. So it, as a gift, his wife made me some more hot cocoa palms. So now I have three here. And they are made for a special occasion, which is like on a Saturday when I make a meal. And that is going to be the dessert. I'm so excited. I still have been making nonstop hot chocolate that is nothing like this beautiful hot cocoa bomb that is really good. And he said I could come over and watch his wife make it one day. I would. L- I don't know whether I want to see it. I don't know whether I would- it might take the magic out of whatever the hell this is. But she uses the best chocolate. That's why it's so expensive. Each one would cost about 10 bucks for all the ingredients. He's told me that she is such a perfectionist. Sometimes she's like, this one isn't perfect, and she'll throw them away. I'm like, I would take those. Please. Do not let her throw them away anymore. Oh, my God. I am obsessed. I think I can have them until about April when nobody wants hot cocoa anymore when it's hot cocoa. I can't stand calling it hot cocoa. That is just so, well, gay. Uh, (laughs) I don't even like ordering at Starbucks, and they have delicious hot cocoa (laughs) because then, you know, they call out your name. That's why I changed my name to Julian for Starbucks because they're like, I have a hot cocoa with extra whipped cream and cement frappe for David. <laughs> oh, that's me. But for some reason, if I said for Julian, I'm like, oh, I- I'm here for Julian. Yeah, it just sounds better. I don't want people to know. So anyway, I get home on Monday night, and one of the doormen is there. And I say, you know, by any chance, is there a pair of pants 
hear from me? And he goes, oh, yeah, there is a pair of pants here. Uh, here, see if these are yours. And I'm like, they're, I'm like, these are mine. Where the fuck are these? He's like, oh, they've been here like a month. And I'm like, well, where the fuck were they? And it's this one guy. It's the guy I was talking. He was blaming it on somebody else, but I know it's all the other guys told me it was him. This is the guy that sent my clothes to somebody else, that, that trans woman in the building last time. And I was so angry at him because it clearly was marked my apartment number. And uh, he's like, oh, they dropped on the floor and nobody knew who it was. I'm like, but why? It's been there for a month. And you guys know I always get dry cleaning. It's clearly a pair of men's pants. Nobody asked me like, hey, Dave. Could these, I mean, it's kind of, I'm mad at all of them because I, I I don't know how many people get dry cleaning in the building all the time. I know there's a lot, but I mean, it's, uh, they know I get dry cleaning all the time. Why wouldn't you ask? You have a pair of pants. You don't know whose it is. Anyway, I was thrilled that we found them thrilled because I was about to go the next day to the store and be like, listen, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and that would have been so embarrassing. If I was wrong, oh, my God. I mean, obviously, maybe I wouldn't have gone in like that, but it's happened before where they've left something out. I just never check. But I couldn't have been happier because I wore them yesterday. I think I was so happy. That's why I didn't wear jeans. I'm like, I'm going to wear the pants. I think I'm going to wear the pants to class. Oh, and on Monday when I went, or Tuesday, when the you know it was, it was raining, when I went down to work, my... My book bag, my shoes, my pants, it got all muddy and wet because it was like actually raining. I thought it wasn't supposed to rain till like nine o'clock and I just got caught up in the rain on the way to work. It was awful. And everything got muddy and gross. So I needed to wear that new pair of pants. I mean, I got really lucky. And when I say lucky, just that if you consider that luck, you're an idiot. Anyway, what I was saying about Joe on Wednesday, he came to my house and then, you know, he's like, well, we can go out for dinner after. And I'm like, well, that sounds pretty good. And we went to this dim sum place by my house. It was delicious. It's like right by my house, right on 2nd Avenue. I'd been there. I'd ordered in before, but we ate there. And it was so great because they they brought out the, you know, it was just we're getting dim sum. They kept bringing it out in phases, which was great. So we got, I don't know, the like the shumai first. And then a different shumai came out later. Then some shrimp egg rolls came out. It was really good the way they did it. And then we finally got rice and some General Chow's chicken, which was fantastic. Really good. I think it's called like Dim Sum Palace or something. It's new. I went in there, I don't know, like a month or two ago. I asked them like, you know, how long they've been around or whatever. Um, it was pretty good. So we had a good time. And then, you know, we bought over more, more hot chocolate, more hot cocoa balls <laughs> or hot cocoa bombs. It's just better than calling them hot cocoa balls because that's awkward. Meanwhile, when we left the house, there was a mental patient, a true mental patient, not like Ed Norton, uh, a real mental patient just right outside the door. And I was going out, and Joe just left, and I said, can I, because then he started to follow, and he looked real fucked up, real fucked up. He was wearing a bracelet like he had escaped. And I'm like, can I help you? And he didn't say anything. He's just staring at me. I'm like, and I'm looking back to the guy at the door. And I'm like, well, who the fuck is this guy? And I don't want him coming in the building. So I'm like, uh, dude, can are you supposed to be? I don't know. I was just talking, but there was no, I just had to walk away. I just wanted to make sure he didn't follow us. He went a different direction, but it was so weird. I'm, and then I called the building, but I didn't have the right number. Because I wanted, I, that's something I, maybe you call the cops for because he looked so dangerous. And he was clearly in a band on. He clearly escaped from somewhere, 
So aren't you supposed to call somebody about that? There's a mental institution a block away. I know it because um, I know some people that have checked themselves in there, and I didn't realize it existed, but it's right next door. It's easy to escape out of. I don't know. It was really messed up. I've been thinking about it nonstop. The guy, the, the, the look in this guy's eye was terrifying. Really terrifying. I hope he didn't hurt anybody or himself. But it's weird when you're talking to somebody and they're just staring at you. It's so messed up because you just don't know what their next move is. And Joe thought, he's like, oh, I just thought you were doing a bit. And that's the problem with me. Everybody thinks I know the person. I'm doing a bit, but I'm. Um, um, I wasn't, and I I had to explain to him for like an hour. This is not a bit. This guy's really fucked up, and you know maybe we should go back and make sure that Orlando's okay. I was really worried, but I guess if you don't live here, you don't understand. I don't know, and then I, I felt I didn't want to go. If if Joe wasn't with me, I would have hung around for a little bit, making sure that everything was okay. And I was kind of upset about it too. That he didn't care as much as he should have. That the whole building could have been in danger. Who knows? But that could be on a daily basis anyway. Whatever. You are a mental case. You don't look good. It's about time you came to see the doctor. I'll tell you this. On Saturday night, I decided, so you, you know, every week I'm trying to look. Like last night I came home. Looking through 80, 81, I'm like, which movie should I watch? And every time I pull something up, the new one I want to watch is Repo Man. I've never seen it. And some of you are just like, what? you never seen it. So I'm like, I'm trying to watch these movies. But it costs money. And you pay for all the streaming and all this stuff. I'm like, ah, I'm just looking for ones that are free. I will eventually pay. But I'm like, I just want to make sure I'm paying and I'm going to be awake. And I knew I was going to fall asleep. But then, you know, if you pay, then at least I can... Go back and watch it. Um, my sister begged me to watch The Idol Maker, which I never saw from 1980, Ray Sharkey, Peter Gallagher. Um, I do want to see that. And I need to see, probably even though we were talking about last week, The Outsiders. I got to see that. But they all cost money. The Idol Maker doesn't even exist. I was looking for Cannonball Run last week. You can't find it anywhere. Think about that. Think about how fucked up a movie has to be if you can't find it in this day and age anywhere it's not streaming anywhere that's almost impossible i picked the two movies that weren't but don't worry sleepaway camp three is up there i can watch that if i want which i did but i don't want to talk about that uh so i ended up watching this is the stupidest thing hot dog the movie with david norton guy was an american werewolf in london I've always been curious about that movie. I don't know why. I never saw it, ever. Not even a bit of it. It's a skiing sex comedy movie, like a Porky's with skiing. And I got to say, after watching this movie in its entirety, I wish I could actually show this movie to the kids, but there's one such a disturbing scene in it that there's no way I can. It is the strangest movie I have ever seen, maybe. Because on the one hand, it is, you know, just horribly stupid. And, and, and then on the other hand, there's this element to it, which, which is unbelievable. Like the cinematography is incredible. I know. So it's a definite sex comedy. The guy, you know, the, the girls get naked. They have to get naked because this was the culture. So it is the perfect movie 
to show the class, but I can't. So there's one wet t-shirt scene, which is clearly just put in there because it's the 80s. So it sets my point, but it's so awful. The guys are pulling their girlfriends to shoving them to go and get the wet t-shirt. So you can't show that. I can't. I can't even show that as a joke. I mean, and then they all just take their tops off and start dancing together and it's a party and and the guys pouring beer all over them. It's in this day and age, you can't even I don't even know whether I can talk about it. It was so disturbing and not sexy that uh it was weird. Meanwhile, Shannon Tweed is in, and I don't know if you remember her. Her and her sister used to be Playboy models. I think she ended up marrying Gene Simmons from Kiss. She's in it. She gets naked. She has a gratuitous sex scene with the guy. And then there's another girl who's really sexy who has a gratuitous sex scene. That's really unnecessary. But again, it's the 80s. So you have to put in the gratuitous sex scene. But the weird part is, is that it's a skiing movie which seemed very smart to make a a skiing sex comedy. It doesn't always have to be at spring break, you know? So they, so the, 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 this guy who's the, the, the hero or whatever is a really good skier. And he finds this bunch of, you know, nitwits that love skiing and they love to party and the skiing scenes. And they're, they're up against the, the Austrian team that's always winning the Olympics. And there's, you know, the evil German guy uh, who's taking them on. So it's all normal 80s karate kid-like stuff. And But the skiing scenes are unbelievable. They're well-filmed. They're exciting to watch. There's, there's a ballet competition on skates, which is, I don't know why that's not in the Olympics. It was unbelievable. And I don't know whether the actor they got is a skier or whether they were using doubles, but the skiing scenes were phenomenal. And then they have this one where they have the, the Chinese downhill race, which is everybody, the, the Germans and the, the, the good guys, whatever, um, or all like no rules. And they have like rocket helmets and they are pushing each other off. And, but the filming of it was phenomenal. And, and the weird part was I went back to look in Wikipedia about it, and Janet Maslin from the New York Times wrote that she was like, I got to say, <laughs> this movie is stupid, but there's something about it. I, I'm not, I don't remember exactly what she said, but I remember. I think that's the reason why I wanted to watch it. I'm like, wait a minute. Because I read that before I saw it. I'm like, wait a minute. She's... She's giving this movie kind of a pass. This movie's got to be stupid. It's called The Hot Dog, the movie. It was it was stupid when I was that age where I would have liked it, and it seems stupid now. And yet, again, I'm sitting there watching. I'm completely can't wait to see the ending. And and the skiing scenes were phenomenal. I, it's it would definitely be a movie I would like. Not to show in class, but to, to one of the ones when I'm trying to get from each year to them to see, because it really is a, a fascinating movie. I, 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 I'm embarrassed to talk about it like this, but if you ever see it and it's totally free with not even ads, they said there were going to be ads, but there were none. I think they don't want to advertise in it. You know, besides the 
gratuitous sex, and then, of course, you'll see the wet T-shirt, and you'll be like, oh, my God, and then you'll feel like you can't get over it. But if you can get past that scene, you'll be like, wow, these are some great scenes. Mike Glenn was just talking about it at dinner yesterday. He's like, oh, I, 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 I remember that movie so well because I like boobies. And I like skiing, <laughs> so it all made sense to him. But yeah, I you know I'm not a skier, but I do enjoy watching skiing in the Olympics. Not so much the the stupid skiing that we see, but like the fun skiing. And they have all that. They have the high jump in this movie. They have the high jump. They have the the ballet. They have the the downhill. It's um, I don't know what to say. I I would love for somebody who has seen it to say you know I agree with you. It's a horrible sexist awful movie and yet there is this element i gotta find out who the photographer on that was uh and then look him up and see what else he did maybe it's his first one maybe it's like spielberg doing an episode of columbo that when i was watching as a kid didn't know it was spielberg and said wow that's a hell of a shot for a columbo episode i remember watching it in my bedroom it was a you know typical Jack Cassidy episode. They were on a boat, and I'm like, boy, that is look at that shot with the sunset setting. I've never seen that in a television show before. And then when the credits went on, it said directed by Steven Spielberg. I'm like, wow, that was noticeable. So maybe it's a guy like that who went on to do, I don't know, Back to the Future or something. He went on to do great stuff. Maybe worked with Scorsese or something, and he just started on Hot Dog the movie. I don't know. But if you took out the other nonsense and just put in the skiing scenes, it's, it's not a bad film. You know, it's like Ma Noor. You know, if you break it down, it's not that bad. Way. Noor, which is, you know, nothing. And then Ma. Ma Noor. You know, it really isn't that bad. And it's at that point she said she had a boyfriend. You know, you think she's lying? Honestly? I think she made it up. What's that? She's just a big liar. So, anyway, if you if you think about it, manure is not really that bad a word. I mean, it's, it's nua, which is good, and a ma in front of it, which is also good. Ma nua. You're so right. I never thought of it like that. Manure, ma, and the nua. <laughs> Did you just make that up? What, you think I'm doing material here? No, no. It's hard to believe anyone could be so spontaneously funny. And I'm a little tired. <laughs> so tell me, how is it that a man like you, so bald and so quirky and funny, how is it you're not taking Well, I think that's all I got for you today. I don't mind making a, a short one once in a while. There's no reason to stretch if you don't have anything. And obviously we have weeks that are much bigger and we have weeks that are smaller. And that's what we've decided to do in the new season of Just Gow in the City. Obviously, if you want more Just Gow, there's always the Billy Joel podcast. And of course, we have the Tuesday show. Don't know who's on this week. We're virtual again. We're virtual the next week. And then, of course, we will actually have Catalina from Chile on the show um, uh, sometime in February. But other than that, everything is, is is good. We're looking forward. Well, you know, this comes out on Tuesday, so we'll know who is in the Super Bowl at that point, and that's always exciting. Other than that, I hope everybody has a most enjoyable week. 
I hope you enjoy the last day of January, and I will see you next week. Another exciting episode of Just Cow the City. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>